Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Art of the Ages, and I'm your host, Paul Lytle. So, we're gonna, okay, so um, from the beginning, the, the, the plan was to do kind of three different types of episodes with this podcast, but we've only done two of those so far. And this is the third one. Very naturally, otherwise I would have brought it. Wouldn't have brought it up. Uh, but you know, we, we wanted to talk about the the kind of the, the the why of writing, which is kind of the the philosophy uh, and theology behind it, and the how, which is just practical tips and 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 kind of uh, discussion on how to do certain things along the way. But um, there's also this type of episode where I want to kind of get get down and dirty with something like real, something tangible, something a lot of times that I'm working on and, and dig into it and figure out, uh, like what needs to happen and, um, and, and how, how I approach certain things like this. And so these are, these are what I wouldn't be calling workshop episodes. Um, and I wanted to start off, we're, we're going to talk about something that I'm working on currently. But I actually wanted to start off talking about the train song, Drops of Jupiter. And I'm going to criticize it just slightly, which is which is kind of a shame because I think it's a darn near perfect song uh, in every way. I mean, uh, and in, in ways that, you know, modern songs are not normally good, specifically like lyrics. The, the lyrics to this song are very good, but there's one part that just drives me crazy. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, so we're going to jump over for those who are watching on YouTube. We're going to be able to uh, see the the lyrics here. Um, let me see if I can zoom in a little bit. Yeah. All right. So for those who are who are listening on the podcast, we're certainly going to read these. And I want to skip all the stuff that's good because what's the point in that? You know. That, we're not doing a workshop on stuff that's good. Um, but toward the end of the song, and, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's this constant theme in the song, you know, um, uh, that of, you know, space terms, space, uh, you know, ideas of, of space travel and that sort of thing. And the, the phrase uh, Milky Way is said just a couple of times in the first, I would say about two thirds of the song and, and both in the same place, uh, just in the, in the chorus. Um, but when we're getting back to toward the end of the song, they, they shift it a little bit. They, they say the, they say Milky Way in, in its normal spot, but they follow it right away with again, Milky Way. And so, uh, it, for those who are familiar with the song, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play it here. It's, if you don't know the song, it's a great song. It's it's a ridiculously good song and very worth listening to. And I hope that me pointing this out is not going to ruin the song for you. But um, so uh, and tell me, uh, do, tell me, did you sail across the sun? Did you make it to the Milky Way to see the lights all faded and that heaven is overrated? Tell me, did you fall from a shooting? Oh, I skipped part. Let me back up. All right. Read the wrong spot. Tell me, did the wind sweep you off your feet? Did you finally get a chance to dance along the light of day and head back to the Milky Way? And tell me, did you sail across the sun? Did you make it to the Milky Way to see all the lights, uh, see the lights all faded and that heaven is overrated? So um, what bothers me about this 
is that we're using the phrase Milky Way, literally like two lines apart. So what I'm looking at right now does split it like three lines apart, but it, it separates the words and tell me into its own line, which it's only its own line because there's a like a musical pause there, but it's pretty short pause. Um, the And it's, I mean, obviously connected to the tell me, did the wind sweep you off your feet? Or tell me, did you sail across the sun? Uh, these are, you know, these are clearly connected ideas. And if we're writing it out as poetry, um, I, I don't mind writing it that way because there there is a musical pause there, but it could very easily be written the other way. And so we have Milky Way repeated very, very close to one another in the lyrics and in the song. Uh, a lot of these lyrics are very, very rapid and, uh, and they come very close to one another. So why does that bother me? I mean, there's, you know, like, okay, the phrase, did you in the same, in the same section occur three times? Uh, tell me, of course, repeats twice. Uh, there are some, there are some phrases that are recycled and, and, and repeated and paralleled here. And, and I think uh, a lot, I mean, uh, I, I would prefer uh, seeing this as parallel. So, you know, the first line of this section is, but tell me or, and tell me. And then the next line is, did you, and so we have a we have a parallel beginning to to each of the each phrase, um, and so you know we 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 have we have these these repeating lines. We come down a little bit farther and tell me, did you fall from a shooting star? Uh, and so this is like our third recycling of this uh, of this repetition. So why is it that Milky Way bothers me so much? In a lot of ways, it's really, it's really, it lends itself to poetry. The Milky Way is, is just two perfect I am's, you know, in poetical terms. It's unstressed, stress, unstressed, stress, the Milky Way. And so they fit, it fits really nicely into the rhythm of the song. And so that, that, that's very attractive to the poet to the lyricist, uh, because it's, it's going to flow very, very nicely. But Milky Way is such a particular phrase, and, and it stands out so much where, you know, when, when, you're, when you're using very common phrases and very common words, and tell me, you know, it, 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 it passes, kind of passes over our consciousness very much, much easier. And so when you, when you repeat it again and again, it's not as noticeable. But the second issue is when we say, and tell me, and tell me, we're using it as parallels. That's how these lines begin. And tell me, da, da, da. Did you, da, da, da. So though they, they work within the form. But Milky Way does not. So uh, in, in the previous in the previous choruses, Milky Way always ends uh, ends uh, one of the longer phrases, and it does that again in this course. But then it finds its way into the mil middle. Did you make it to the Milky Way to see? All right. So it's in the middle of the sentence. Um, and so it's in a place we're not expecting it. And it's a very, very particular phrase that stands out very dramatically. Um, it, it, 
and, and for those who've heard the song, you know, a lot of the lyrics are going by so fast, you don't catch most of them. Uh, even um, even other particular words like like uh, a, a Jup- uh, 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 Jupiter, when not using the phrase drops of Jupiter, because that's the that's the title of the song. I think, oh, no, 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 it was Venus that I was thinking of. And tell me, did Venus blow your mind? Um that's a particular word and not one that we normally hear in poetry, but it, it, it goes by so quickly and it flows so nicely that you barely notice it. Um, but Milky Way, it, it kind of has that punch to it that, that really stands out and putting it so close together just drives me crazy. And this is something that, that I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, happens a lot when we're writing that, um, especially with words on, with words on the page, we have the added issue of sometimes, you know, just the, 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 the shape of the word stands out. And when we, when we clump too many of that same word together, it really stands out. Um, you know, I found early on that, like, I, I can, I can begin several sentences in a row with the same, with the same like pronoun, like I or he. But if I start the same, if I start several paragraphs in a row of it, it stands out. You won't notice it when you're listening to it, but you'll notice it when you're reading it. And, and that's something that the, the reason, the whole reason I brought this up is that that's something that I was working on earlier today and I wanted to share with you um, on on just you know how, how I'm recognizing the problem and how I'm kind of working my way around it so this is a story that I'm working on for kind of my other my other podcast project which is um, which is game a gaming podcast so you're gonna notice some stuff in here that that's dealing with like like a Legend of Zelda game but that you know it, it still works for us so um, uh, so this is this is part of the paragraph that I was working on. I've cut away the rest of it because it's just not important to us. But um, so this is the original, and there, there's a lot of stuff in here that I changed that uh, that I, I think works better in in a newer version. But um, just quickly, the studio is right by Sick Kid's house, which is is how we always explain it. Even though Sick Kid hasn't been sick in years, he also has parents, parents too. And they certainly have easily identifiable qualities themselves that would make, uh, make for good identifiers for the, their house. But the simple act of him loaning his bud, bug neck to link while he was stuck in bed forever dubbed the house, Sick Kid's house and remains so to this day. All right. So what's the problem here? The problem is I, I have within about 10 words of each other, identifiable and identifiers. Now it's not the same word, but obviously the same root. And they, and they're not, they're not very passive words when you're reading or when you're speaking or when you're hearing like, like the, the other words that, that are repeated, they, um, you know, have that he, uh, also, whatever whatever the case may be, these are things we pass over. That uh, identifiers and identifiable are big clunky words that that are going to draw attention to themselves, and so I don't like them so close together. Now the problem here is, and this is this is kind of why I brought it up, brought it up is because I really like the phrase at the beginning, easily identifiable. But good identifiers at the end of the phrase is 
is one that I, I just, I, I think has a weight to it that I don't want to lose. And I'm not going to be able to keep both of them. And so this comes to, it comes to the point as a writer where you have to, you have to try it out both ways. You have to try to uh, try the sentence out both ways, getting rid of one, getting rid of the other and figure out which one's strongest. So the individual phrases might not actually be as strong anymore, but the whole of the sentence, the whole of the statement, the whole of the thought is better. And so that's, that's exactly what I did. Now I did a little other cleaning up on this. The sentence is really long. It's really long. Let me actually, let me just click on it. So like, uh, okay. So this sentence, is, is it going to tell me? Okay. So the sentence is, uh, 53 words long. That's pretty long for a sentence. Um, I, I tend to write in longer sentences myself because a lot of times what I'm writing is like, uh, epic fantasy stuff that lends itself to longer sentences, but still I, you kind of lose the point in this. So I'm going to scroll here the end result here and you can tell it's even actually a little longer and the, the reason it's longer is because I split up that big sentence into two smaller ones but in doing so I had to throw in there you know a new subject and verb um, so I clean this up a bit um, uh, and I just realized I put he also has parents too I have not done the final draft on this um, which is delete one of those so he also has parents and they certainly have unique qualities themselves that would make for good identifiers for their home but that didn't matter period all right so that's a much more this much more cohesive sentence and and it doesn't have that stumbling block of of the the, the repetition of of the, the the very to use a pun identifiable phrasing of identifiable and identifiers, um, it flows a lot better now. Uh, the second sense, uh, sentence is the simple fact that he loaned his bug net to Link while he was stuck in bed would forever dub the home Sick Kid's House, and it remains so even to this day. So now the second, the second complete thought now set aside in its own, um, in its own sentence as well. Uh, also becomes much stronger right uh and 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 now that we've kind of broken it up a little bit the whole section flows much better and and it doesn't have that stopping power of of having those two you know those those two words that that stand out quite a bit that are very that are very very that draw attention to themselves um right side by side uh, and so that, that is one of the things I was working on today. And I hope that was helpful to you. I, I do, you know, kind of, I mean, so our workshop episodes are going to be, are going to be like this. They're going to be, you know, just, um, just, just picking apart something, uh, you know, picking apart something that I'm thinking about that I'm trying to think through. And a lot of times, most of the time will probably be from my own writing. A lot of times we'll probably will take it from, uh, maybe more train songs. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, in, in some way that we can illustrate the point and that we can, um, you know, uh, learn more, learn more about the craft by, uh, by taking a real example and, and picking it apart a little bit. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you found this uh, this helpful uh we will be back next week thank you again so much for for joining me um we i, I really appreciate the response i've gotten from from the podcast so far i've um 
I've, I, I think that, uh, I, I think that there's been a lot of you who've, who've really just, um, really, really kind of caught the, caught the vision of what, of what we're trying to do here and, um, and are along for the ride. And so thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to do my best here to, to make this valuable for you each and every week. Uh, so we will see you next week. And in the meantime, never, 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 never stop telling stories to one another. Thank you so much.